Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. It's been a little over a year since we have been on a coronavirus lockdown, and for a lot of folks, it's been a very difficult time dealing with unemployment, dealing with loss of wages, potential loss of housing, potential loss of their livelihood. And, you know, for those folks who are frontline workers in the healthcare field, it's been an extremely challenging time, not just taking care of their own families and patients, but also handling the reality of the entire change of their medical practice. And today we're going to speak with Dr. Teresa Wee. She's been a pediatrician here in the islands for over 35 years. And in the midst of the COVID pandemic, she wrote what was originally a blog that turned into a book, My COVID-19 Diary. So we're going to talk today about some of the highlights of that journey and what information and lessons that she's learned that are probably things we could all learn, myself included. So thanks for joining me today, Dr. Wee. Yes, thank you, Kathy. I'm so happy to be here. Now, you know, sometimes people write things in a journal entry. I know occasionally I'll write stuff down, but I'm never really as as formal as creating a blog. And having read your book, I thought, boy, this is so insightful, but it also describes for many people the reality of the struggle. I know in the early uh, areas of your blog, you put down there, you know, 911 is for an emergency, I want to do COVID testing at 9 p.m. is not an emergency. And I mean, just some of the thoughts that you had, the reality of life, things changed overnight. What were some of the things that you noticed happened almost immediately once the state shut down to a lot of non-essential activities? How did that how did that affect your livelihood, your life, your entire practice? I, I think because COVID and this pandemic was so unknown, there was so much fear and anxiety about this unknown virus. And what I learned was that not only were the patients feeling this, but also my staff, the doctors, my family. So because people just all of a sudden decided they didn't want to come into the office because they might get COVID, I decided to, to write a blog on Facebook. I said, you know, I'll try to keep in touch with family, friends, whoever wants to on my Facebook. And so on day one, I, I made a resolution that I was going to write a daily blog every day. And um, I just started to, to recap the day. And, and, and that's how it simply started. I had no intention of, of writing a book, and I just started writing down my honest impressions about what had happened that day, because this was so unprecedented, and I thought, I can look back on it, and, and maybe if I'm feeling this way, others are feeling this way, and maybe I have a few tips I can give others. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times people complain about how social media takes over our lives. But in fact, in your case, you decided this is a communication tool that with your struggles that happen every day, you're going to share those and maybe motivate somebody else or possibly even get feedback from somebody on some suggestions on how to do things differently. So at what point did you find that, you know, after your first couple of readers, when did it 
When did it become so massive? When did it get big enough that you had all of these people that were just clamoring to get involved <laughs> and read it? Did it take a few weeks? Did it take a few months? Or instantaneous, it, it, you had a following? Think, no, I mean, it, it, it slowly was building. I mean, I don't, I don't really have that many friends on Facebook. and But it slowly started, I think, after a month, um, I, I wrote something about, you know, I'm wondering if I should continue this. And um, people, for example, at my church, I just go to a very small church with about 20 people. And some people said, we, we're sitting down waiting for your blog, like the newspaper. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> what? <laughs> you never knew. <laughs> yeah. And, and I had people, cousins, families on the mainland saying, we're reading your blog, you know, and it, it surprised me. And people that I didn't think were reading it were actually reading it because I thought only if you put like, so, you know, I'd have maybe 20 likes and I said, oh, okay, 20 people saw it. But in reality, there were a lot of people reading it and of course not putting like, but I, I don't know much about social media. And because I had this outpouring of support to continue, I thought, well, if it's, benefiting even a small group of people let's continue yeah. well and clearly you had a following that grew over time what do you think was the most surprising i mean here you are you're in practice you're trying to establish all of these other other programs you had just published a book that had gone out there about working with families and children and making sure that you can mm-hmm. create you know they talk about flattening the curve of covid you were trying to flatten on the curve of childhood obesity at the very same time right. and you know the right. rug gets pulled out underneath you these outdoor programs you're doing you can't do anymore and all of the great outdoor exercise activities mm-hmm. that you had in group classes gone overnight. So what did that transformation feel like? I mean, at the time that this happened about a year ago, this had to have, you know, at first been somewhat devastating, but then you had to get creative pretty quickly. Yes. And I I just, I felt like I was robbed the opportunity. I I wanted to do more workshops, more um, in-person engagement, speaking things. And I just, I, I felt so disappointed, but then I had a wealth of knowledge and experience, and I thought, oh, this is the perfect avenue. Let me, you know, show people um, ways that we can work now that the family's at home. You know, let's let's look at our schedules. Let's, you know, sit down for a family meal. You know, there, there were different opportunities that I saw to to help families, and and by doing this COVID blog, it was perfect. Perfect timing. In fact, in a weird way, it helped you to reach the very audience that you had planned to reach in person and maybe even further. You know, you mentioned that there were friends and family on the mainland reading it and things like this. You know, you say to somebody else, read this blog and somebody else does and starts to follow it and gets interested. And, you know, you may not realize how many people are actually reading it, but it's having an impact and it's starting to really change people's perspective. And so... You know, once yeah. you started getting into it, it sounds like it really described a lot of what were the changes in your office and how that changed how you were dealing with patients and what you were doing mm-hmm. to try and respond to the pandemic. Now, in the in, in increasingly difficult has been dealing with the changes that occur in medicine. So at the same time yeah. as you're becoming this blog queen, you're also entering the <laughs> world of telemedicine. How did that change 
part of your perspective on how things go in a practice and what your opportunities might be in the future? You know, I, I am such an older doctor that telemedicine was not in my radar. And so I knew that I had to do it. And I, I'm telling other people, you know, we, we have to be resilient. We have to adapt. And I, I told my staff, we're doing it, you know, as soon as we announced it. Um, it, it was a little struggle, but, but I've been told I'm, I'm getting pretty adept to telemedicine. Um, and I'm proud of myself. And I think that's the real key. Here I am telling other people, you have to be, you know, make changes along the way, roll with the punches. And I said, you know what? I, I got to follow my own advice. So, yeah, we did it. We did it as soon as we could. Live it to give it. You got it. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is the author of My COVID-19 Diary. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the some of the worst parts of what's happened in the last year and some of those struggles that helped her to transform what's going on into a whole different world of potential opportunity in the next couple of years. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio, and I have Dr. Teresa Wee on the line. She is a pediatrician in our islands for over three and a half decades, way to age both of us. <laughs> and she wrote a book during her COVID-19 time, My COVID-19 Diary, started out as a blog. Now, I know in the beginning, you know, when everybody said, okay, stay at home, nobody's coming into the office, there was sort of this this weird time of we don't know how this is going to go. And after a few mm-hmm. months, it sort of started to, I think, really affect people when we weren't seeing the end of the pandemic. We weren't seeing really a flattening yeah. of the curve throughout the United States. And things started to ramp up as we got towards the fall. Now, telemedicine can do so many things, but it can't do everything. So what was the worst part? When did you feel like this really got to you enough that you were almost ready to just give up on the blog. I mean, there are moments when things become so difficult that you have to reach out yeah. to others for inspiration. When did that happen? You know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know if I, I mean, there were times when it, it, I had to do a daily blog, but there were also times when actually journaling and writing, I believe, really helped me in my processing my thoughts. So I, I knew that this was something that was helping others. And, and I think that, that's what kept pushing me to, to spend the hours sometimes that, that it would take to write a daily blog. Um, so, I, I, you know, that's how I am. I, you know, once I make up my mind, I said, okay, I'm going to do it for three months. And I said, okay, I'll do it for six months. You know, I kept Just keep going. Yeah. Well, what do you think was the most surprising out of your experience writing a blog and also out of, you know, when you think back to a year ago, what I'm what I'm often surprised about is, you know, I was I wasn't wanting to listen to those people who said it could be a year and a half before things 
even get close to normal. And I kept thinking, no, 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 it won't take that long. I was such an optimist. And, you know, there's this little nagging thought in my head. I'm like, maybe those people are right. Do do I think they're right? I don't want them to be right. So, you know, that was surprising to me is how the people who really had the foresight to say, this is going to take a while, how little we wanted to listen to them, myself included. What was one of the most surprising things that you experienced over the last year or so? I think one of the surprising things is um, is just feeling like um, I don't know where this is going. You know, like you're, you're just having coffee with your friends. And the funny thing was I came up with something every day, like, you know, what am I going to talk about today? But, you know, my husband asked me, do you ever not have something to talk about? And so it was it was interesting to, to know that whatever experience I had that day, I would talk about it. So I would write in the afternoon. And, and it was so funny because you would think I'd run out of things to say, but I, I always wanted to show people that, you know, even as a physician, I don't know how long this is going to last, but no matter how long it's going to last, we're going to keep moving forward in the best possible way. And, and you know, I, I tell people tips that I've learned over the years, not only as a doctor, but as a mother and as a grandmother. And, you know, I was talking to, to families, kapunas, people of all ages out there. So this was not just pediatrics, but it was just an honest talk story to a good friend. And so I think the surprising thing was it didn't seem like such a burden because you would think, ah, I have to write a daily blog. But it was like sometimes I was just bursting with excitement, like my pen would just just go. And I I thought that was that's great. Well, you know, it's interesting because I look at one of your entries, and this is back in (laughs) September, and you put, life isn't always going to be easy, but it shouldn't always be hard. Let's all continue to learn to let go and adapt to change while developing more resilience along the way. And it made me laugh because I remember my very first Zoom call. And, you know, I've learned a couple of things about Zoom. The first thing is no angle is a good angle on a laptop on your lap. It's just not. If you think you're going to get a good angle from below, it's not going to happen. The the second thing I learned is hang in there. Technology will get better. And in fact, you know, my first Zoom call I hung up on because I didn't think I had good, good, uh, good Wi-Fi. But, you know, now I've, I've unfortunately had the joy of watching the weird faces I make on video calls. I had no idea. I thought I had a poker face. I do not. Yeah. In fact... <laughs> I, you know, I've tried to minimize that little screen when you're doing video visits with patients so that I don't stare at myself because I look at myself. I'm like, why did I just look like that? What was that face about? And I think, boy, I'm really happy that patients have put up with me this whole time because I make some pretty darn weird faces. You know, luckily, this is a radio show, right? So it's it always astounds me that, you know, some of the challenges with technology that we've had to learn and adapt to and 
you know, you've been in practice longer than I have. We didn't grow up with computers. We didn't grow up with smartphones. And yet now it's become this tool that's almost essential in our daily lives. I'm curious, what are some of the best parts about technology that you've discovered over the last year? And what do you want to make sure that we still do as time goes on? I think that, you know, I've really discovered how, you know, Zoom, we can still keep in touch virtually. But, you know, there's there's nothing like in-person contact. And so I, I want us to know that we, we, can, we can FaceTime. My daughter lives in New York. We FaceTime. Of course, there's nothing like in-person. But I just want people to, to continue to communicate with one another. I, I, I'm a firm believer that the family unit... Um, is the core to our society, and we need to to empower our parents. We need to make sure that we're listening to our kids. We need to pay attention to our kapunas. You know, I think this is essential for the well-being of our society. And and so, although we can do FaceTime and Zoom, we still got to get back to basics. And and that's what I'm trying to preach is get back to basics. We need our sleep. We need to eat well, three meals a day. We need to um, exercise a little bit, move. We need to show gratitude. We need to be kind. We need to give our kids chores, and discipline is important at home. That's what I'm preaching. Well, and, you know, did it ever surprise you when they did a study a couple of years ago and they found that, You know, when people get older, one of the biggest risk factors for premature death is actually loneliness. And in fact, the one thing that I think was the hardest for a lot of our kapuna is that, you know, they were put on lockdown for their own for their own safety because of the issues with COVID and exposure. But the very population that is at the highest risk of loneliness were the group that unfortunately were the loneliest. They were kind of put in rooms and said, you can't interact. You can't see family. You can't see loved ones. And. You know, you bring yeah. up a really good point about when you can't be in person, although that would be your gold standard and your ultimate choice, mm-hmm. what are some of the other communication tools that you can use to try and make sure that right. you still do have that interaction and, right. you know, FaceTime, and, and Zoom. The other, thing, the, the other thing I did is I wrote letters. I wrote handwritten letters to people, and, and they appreciated that. I've tried that, Teresa. But, Nobody can read them. They've literally called me and said, I know you probably wrote something nice. But I can't decipher <laughs> one word of it. So good on you for writing letters that people could read. But, you know, the other thing I was going to say is in my office right now, we're going to feel the mental health hole that this COVID virus has taken on our, our preteens and teens. We are seeing so much depression. I urge all your listeners, please, please talk to your preteen eight. 10, 11, 12 years old, middle school, high school, they are suffering just as much as our kupunas did. They have been isolated. They have not been in school for a year. And I don't know what it is, but we're having an epidemic of depression and suicidal ideas and, and in the office. That's something I'm, I'm, I'm referring so many children right now to psychologists and psychiatrists. 
Uh, it's another important group that we need to focus on. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Dr. Teresa Wee and see what's next in her world now that she's become the accomplished author and still practicing and technology queen that she's become with her blog. What's next? What are some of the challenges that she sees in her practice? And also, when are we going to hear from her again? We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I have Dr. Teresa Wee on the line. And today we're talking about her book, My COVID-19 Diary. Just when I thought I was trying to be extra productive at home, I was nowhere near as productive as Dr. Wee. She wrote a blog that turned into a book. So right before the break, you mentioned something really important, that although a lot of folks think of the kapuna as being lonely and being in need, yeah. in fact, that preteen teen group also have yeah. the same challenges, and they may not have that longitudinal perspective to know that this too will pass. This is sort of, you know, for yeah. somebody who's 80, this is a year of their life. For somebody who is eight, this is one-eighth of their life, and this can have a yeah. different impact without that perspective. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're seeing a much higher rate of depression and suicidal thoughts in some of the mm -hmm. pediatric patients that you're seeing. We should probably all be asking that of all age groups, how people are doing. I think yeah. there's no yeah. surprise that mental health services have increased dramatically in the last 12 months. And in fact, because of the idea of virtual visits, they have had new groups of folks who have sought out their services because you don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to go to an office. You can right. be in the right. convenience of your own home. Yeah, it, it, it is definitely. I think we're going to continue to see the, um, the toll, the mental health toll that, that this COVID-19 um, lockdown has affected. And, and right now, families are having, you know, we, we are supposed to be going back to school after the spring break, after next week. And right now, so many students um, are not ready to go back in person. You know, they're going to sleep at 2 a.m. in the morning, not getting enough sleep. It, it's, it's been a disaster being off of school for a year. So maybe start a schedule now to get people ready for yeah. when they go back yeah. into the classroom. It's sort of like my vacation me has a totally different sleep schedule than my work me. I, yeah. I would be the one up so, until 2 yeah. a.m., but that's not going to yeah. work when you have to get to school at 8 or get to work at 7 or whatever it may be. Yeah. So you mentioned get back to the basics, sleep, eat well, exercise, get some movement, mm -hmm. work on gratitude, be kind, have mm -hmm. discipline. These seem to be the core elements of what you expressed in your book and what you wanted for yourself and your staff and your patients. And it sounds like, yeah. you know, this has really been a mission of yours to try and help transform the family unit and relationship to help support the health of everybody in the family. Have you heard yeah, from some I, of your patients no. about success stories of even just following some of the advice that you've given and or reading your blog? What kind of feedback have people given you? It, it's, it's been amazing. You know, people come back and things that I assume people know, for example, for example I, I tell them, you know, why don't you guys just sit down for one family meal a week, family dinner, Sunday dinner. 
And they come back and say, you know, that was the best idea you ever gave us, and now we're having more family dinners together. Um, I, I think a lot of parents in Hawaii are working parents, and, you know, everyone's on different schedules. I say, if it's not family dinner, have family breakfast together. And, um, you know, it's just really telling parents that um, this is important. You know, you know, we need to spend the time. Spend at least five or ten minutes a day together as a family. Have a talk story time. It could be at family dinner. It could be before they all go to sleep at night. So these are just things that I know personally when I was raising my four children, you know, my husband and I were busy physicians, and but we found those ten minutes every night to talk about the day. And I think that's, that communication is so important. So what's next on the horizon for you now that we're hopefully seeing that things might create a new sort of change in society? I hate to say go back to before new normal, but, you know, incorporating some of the lessons that we've learned, but then also looking forward, what's next for you? You know, I want to continue this journey. My my heart is to uh, reach out to our outer islands. I think there's a big need. To, to help our families in the outer islands, but I want to reach even larger. I want to reach our nation, and so I've been invited to go into the speakers lab, and and hopefully I can actually start speaking on a more national level uh, to get this message out. I, I think it's an important message. I think our nation will need it. Our families need to be strong. If our family's not strong, our country cannot be strong. And and we need to talk about this next generation, you know, how can we get them physically and mentally healthier? Um, I, I want to really help parents, educate parents, empower them, and, and show them it's, it's not that hard. You know, I've been there. I've seen this for so many years. I think I can help you. You know, let's just take baby steps towards this. And so that's, that's my hope. No book. <laughs> well, you never never say never. You never know there's going to be yeah. more books. <laughs> now, if you said take baby steps, if somebody were to say, okay, I want to take some of those little steps towards moving in a direction that is better for myself or for my family, mm-hmm. what are some simple mm-hmm. tips that you could share right now that might give them that beginning motivation? to get started on their path? You know, one thing I would, I would tell families, just sit down for five or ten minutes and, and, and just listen to one another. No phones, nothing. Just, just talk and say, hey, is, is there, how, are you, how is everyone feeling, first of all? And maybe the next night you can say, you know, what could we as a family start doing? Maybe we haven't gotten any exercise. Let's, let's all go for a walk for 10 minutes after dinner or, or whatever is, is a big issue. Let's, let's do something that will make us all feel better and more connected. And, and it can vary from family to family. Maybe it's just having a family dinner one time a week. But that's what I mean by baby steps. Well, and you know, since you really can't hang around people outside of your household 
it sort of made people do some of those things. You know, although things are opening up a little bit, I think we're seeing sort of a wave go through go through Europe that's more restrictive. And so I suspect we might be looking at something where we have to really stick to our closer inner circle. And in that case, you know, you're right, kind of sticking to the folks you know the best. It's the perfect time. And I, I think we need to take advantage of this family time. And But really listen. I want parents to know they really need to listen. What can I do to help you? You know, show them that you care. That's all the kids want. They, they just want to know that you love them and, and you want the best for them. It's not all the money things, the expensive brand names. They want to know that you care about them. And, and what better way, what better gift can you give is your time to them. Well, I want to thank you for giving your time to us and sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. The book, My COVID-19 Diary, I know it's on Amazon because that's where I got mine. So it is a place where you can find it or you can request it at your local bookstore should you want to hear more from Dr. Wee. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we talk right here about health topics Monday on The Body Show. We'll see you then. Woo!